And welcome to another edition, another episode of the Backstage Experience Podcast. This is the last episode of 2020. Yay! Yeah! My name is Dave Morales. And I'm John Stemvall. Welcome. This is a very special. We saved the best for last. You hear that all the time, but this time we really do mean it. This is all about Cobra Kai. And I will tell you right off the top, you must listen to the entire episode because... Uh, near the end of this episode, we have interviews, exclusive interviews, with the Karate Kid himself, Ralph Macchio, and William Zapka, who played Johnny Lawrence in the original Karate Kid movies. We have uh, interviews with the entire cast of Cobra Kai, of course, now streaming on Netflix. Season 3 is finally out, and I know it's one of the most anticipated series returns of all time. So uh, stick around. Ralph Macchio, William Zapka is a part of this episode of the Backstage Experience. John, I want to start off right off the top and ask you about the very first time, because I've got a great answer for this. I want to ask about the very first time you ever heard of The Karate Kid. When did you see the original movies? You were a kid, I would imagine. Tell me your memories of The Karate Kid. It would have to be when I was a kid. I don't know the exact year. I assume I was with my cousins. A lot of the experiences that I had growing up when it comes to film is thanks to my cousins. They were older than me, my second cousins. So it had to have been with them. I know I've seen all the Karate Kid movies. I will admit I have not seen Cobra Kai yet. I remember seeing the billboard outside LAX, uh, Los Angeles Airport all the time back when it was on YouTube. I didn't have YouTube Red, and now it's on Netflix, and we've just been so busy. I haven't had the chance to see Cobra Kai yet, so I'm excited to hear all about it. And that is the full transparency of BackstageYourWell.com, our, us, in the fact that John admitted that. <laughs> I have seen all three seasons. I have see seen season three. We are going to talk about it, but that's kind of cool. I'm glad you admitted that because I'm going to be asking you questions throughout this episode just like I asked you just now. Okay, for me... Karate Kid, the original movie, my mom took myself to go see it. The theater isn't there anymore. As you may know from listening to previous episodes, we are based in Houston, Texas. I grew up on the north side of Houston, north side, and I went to a theater that is no longer there called the, it was the Champions Village Theater, I believe it was called, Champions Theater. Was it in a strip center, like back in the day, I remember when? It wasn't. It was FM 1960, North Houston area, and uh, we went there to see Karate Kid. I'll never forget. You remember this? Well, you may not know, but the song that, that was from the one of the movies, it was done by Peter Cetera, lead singer of Chicago. And, I, and I, I'm warning everybody listening right now, I'm about to sing a little bit of the song. We do it all for love. Remember that song? No. <laughs> Whatever, dude. It's a popular song. It's played all the time on the radio still. You've heard of Peter Cetera, right? No. You've heard of the band Chicago, right? Yes, and I've heard of the musical, the stage play, and... No, no, and, no. Oh, my gosh, dude. I've even been to the city. We might even <laughs> want to restart. We might want to restart this episode because you've just embarrassed yourself. Chicago, the musical, is not about the band. Uh, they should do a musical, though, about the band Chicago. Saturday in the park. That was one of their big songs. My mom used to listen to them religiously. Peter Cetera was the lead singer of Chicago. He did the song from the Karate Kid. We did it all for love. That's, I, I'm not going to sing it anymore, I promise. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I saw it as a kid in North Houston. I'll never forget. It's one of those movies that will always stick with you, Mr. Miyagi. And I have a great story that I will tell right before we play the interview with Ralph Macho and William Zapka. 
the originals from The Karate Kid, right before we played that interview, I will tell a story about Mr. Miyagi that I think you're going to really enjoy because it's one of my favorite stories to share. Okay, we're going to jump right into it. Cobra Kai, if you don't know, um, was originally on YouTube, as John mentioned. I remember when people were posting about it, they were saying, Cobra Kai this, Cobra Kai that. I never watched it, and as one of our mutual friends said on Facebook once, when I said, wow, how did I miss Cobra Kai? And they wrote, because it was on YouTube. No diss to YouTube, but... You know, you don't go to YouTube for original content. You re- you just don't. At least I don't. So I never saw it. I was frustrated. I said, ah, whatever. I'll just deal with it later. Now it's massive. And now season three, of course, is out. And Netflix has season one, season two, and season three. It is an easy binge. The episodes are about 27 minutes long. And you can get through it within a couple of days each season. I highly recommend if you've never seen it, John, that's your homework. You're going to be glued. You're going to watch an episode and you're going to be like, I have to watch the next one. I have, it's going to be like, it's like a Breaking Bad binge. It's that freaking good. So there's like 10 episodes per season and each one's like 20, 30 minutes. So you can pretty much knock out a season in one sitting. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it is. It is 10 episodes per season and it's just fantastic. So let's jump right into the interviews. Cobra Kai season three. I'll set you up. John, I'm no, no spoilers since you, I know you haven't seen it, but season two ended with a massive fight at their school. I mean, massive fight. Miguel, the uh, the character Miguel is injured and you don't know what's going to happen with him. You find out in season three, of course, but it was a massive fight that ended. There's a lot of massive fights. And one of the actresses, uh, Peyton List, is going to break that down for us. The fight scenes, Mich- uh, Mary Mauser, who plays uh, Samantha LaRussa, Danny LaRussa's daughter. That's Ralph Macho's character. And then Peyton List will join us later in this podcast. She debuted in season two as the character Tori. She's, they're going to talk about, they're going to break down the injuries and the fight scenes and how they get ready for that. In fact, you know what? Let's start with the girls. I want to start with the girls because since I'm talking about it right now, I want them to talk about the fact that, you know, these scenes uh, are these fight scenes. They address the end of season two directly. You'll hear it. And also a funny story. Mary Mouser, who plays Samantha LaRusso, uh, Danny LaRusso, Ralph Macchio's daughter, she had never even heard of the Karate Kid. And she admits this to us in the interview. So the first slate of interviews right here from Cobra Kai. This is Mary Mouser, Peyton List. Mary Mouser plays Samantha LaRusso. Peyton List plays Tori. These are our first set of interviews in the Backstage Experience podcast for Cobra Kai. Mary, we're going to start. The end of season two, that fight scene, is just incredible. How long did it take for you all to get it just right? Um, Well, in terms of preparation, uh, we kind of drill it in our bodies throughout the season. uh, As much time as we get on days when one or more of us isn't working, we'll go just do, you know, drills of just punches and kicks. And we're like, okay, you got to think about that. You know, you got a, you got a spin kick coming up in in a few episodes. Let's practice that or whatever it is, you know. Um, But in terms of the actual school fight, we got two days. (laughs) We got two days to learn all of that fight choreography. And then we got four days to shoot it spread out over two separate weekends because we were shooting at an actual school. So we could only shoot there on the weekends. So we got a couple days midweek during their final testing. I feel so bad for the students because they had to listen to us in the hallways practicing our stunts. Um, And then we learned the whole thing and went and performed it. Uh, We got the two weekends. The first weekend we did the one-er. That took like six takes, I think, before we like nailed it. Uh, The next day was just take after take. The next weekend, 
Uh, I got injured minorly, but it, you know, ended up becoming a bit of an ordeal on the uh, the Saturday. So all my stunts were moved to Sunday and Peyton did all of her half on, su- on Saturday. So it was a bit of an ordeal. Peyton, I, I want to ask you about that because your fight scenes are just intense. I mean, it's like watching wrestling times 10. So do you all make sure that everybody's okay after you film something like that? Oh, 100%. I feel like the whole act drops and we're just like, are you fine? You know, grabbing hands, looking in the eyes, just, you okay, what's going on? Let's check in. And, um, but you know, if I, if we do that too much, um, I feel like Janelle who does our stunts is like, Hey, it's fine. It's part of the job. Like calm down. Everyone's fine. Just keep, let's keep going. Be professional. Let's get it done sort of thing. So there's like, there's a happy medium and there's a good balance. And Janelle's really good at helping us find that. I think because we've definitely gotten injured before and things happen and, you know, she, She's worked in the world for a long time, so. Incredible. Mary, tell me about the first time that you you met Ralph Macchio. Did you realize how iconic, and William Zapka, these guys are, and how iconic, you know, Karate Kid is, including people like me. I'm older than you both. It's just, I mean, but what were you thinking when you first met Ralph? I actually uh, had not seen the Karate Kid before I walked into uh, to meet Ralph for the first time. I, because I met him at my very final audition. So I had my initial audition and then I had my callback, which was for the producers. And then I had a chemistry read slash screen test. So that was the day I got to read with a couple of different Miguel options. And uh, they read a few different Samanthas. But that was the day I got to meet Ralph because I was going to read my scene with Ralph for the first time. And I walked in and like, I knew obviously that like I was in the room with like a legend, you know what I mean? But like at the same time, I was like trying not to psych myself out. So it was like, he's just a nice guy, like hopefully. And like, it's just going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm just going to go in there and say my lines. I'm going to leave. It'll be totally fine. And then I get in there and they're like, all right. So like after, you know, before you read your lines, I'd like you guys to just shoot the breeze. And I was like, huh? And they were like, yeah, just like make some conversation. And I was like, like, how do I tell this like, man, like, hello, how do I speak to him? I was like, um, uh, um, I like didn't know what to do with myself. I was so nervous, but uh, he was the nicest guy ever. So I, I, ever since then, you know, I have the utmost respect for him and he, he makes it easy to get along with him. You're listening to the Backstage Experience. I'm John Simval. And I'm Dave Morales. So Mr. Miyagi, I know him from the original series, but I know you have a story with him. Can you share that with me? Okay, now it's the original movie. Remember this? This is a series now, Cobra Kai. The movies, uh, which well, the original the movie end, series, yeah, yeah. Well, the movies towards the end kind of got ridiculous, but of course, we're talking about the core. The 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 first two, I think, were just amazing. I mean, like it got so silly. I think towards the end, and I don't know this for sure, but it was like uh, the Karate Kid goes to, you know. Mars. Mars. Yeah. I mean, it just got really, I think that's why it kind of faded away. Um, but I will share. Yes. Thank you, John. There is a story that I have with Pat Morita was the actor and he has since uh, gone. He has passed away, but I do have a story with him, Mr. Miyagi, and I'm not ready to share it yet. So I'm going to share it right before we play the interview with Ralph Macchio and William Zapka. Uh, Ralph Macchio, of course, Danny LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence played by William Zapka. Those interviews are coming up in this episode of the Backstage Experience. But moving on with Cobra Kai, two of the characters that have become huge stars as a part of this series. Sholo Mariduena, who plays Miguel, and Jacob Bertrand, who plays Hawk. And he's the guy with the mohawk. Man, that guy is, he, he's a really nice guy to talk with, 
but he his character is plain evil. I mean, Hawk is just one of those characters that you just want to reach to, into your screen, and when you stream this, you're going to agree with me that you just want to punch. In fact, I think I told him that in our interview. Right off the top, though, John, I did tell him that he needed to go to timeout, and he <laughs> laughed about that because his character is just that bad. And, and does he agree with me? You know what? Let's listen to the interview. We're going to jump right into it. Sheldo Mariduena, Jacob Bertrand. We're so excited about these interviews from Cobra Kai. This is the these are the characters Miguel and Hawk. Roll it, gentlemen. It's uh, great to meet you virtually. I got to tell you, captivating uh, show. But Jacob, I seriously think that Hawk needs some time out. <laughs> uh yeah i you know what sucks is i have to agree with you that man is going off the rails a little bit even the eyes that you make and and sholo you do it as well the the viciousness that you guys project man you have it down sholo i i have a question at the end of season two that particular scene um just um i mean it's just captivating what was the level of adrenaline while you all were filming that I think there was a sense of urgency first and foremost because we really needed to, uh, you know, film a lot of this fight as quickly as possible, you know. And I think because of that, everyone wanted it to be the best that it could have possibly been. I think luckily, I everyone was happy with you know how it turned out, but there were those moments of you know, oh shoot, you stepped on my hand, let's just keep going, or oh shoot, you know, you you let the kick actually hit me, but let's you know let's keep keep going with the intensity, and I feel like. It's in those moments, uh, in the very few lines that are said during those fights that really you're allowed to show that like high intensity moment, you know? And uh, I think honestly, it is a little bit better that there's not so much talking, you know? It really uh, just lets all of the action speak for itself. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I, uh, it didn't end up super successful for Miguel. I think in his heart of hearts, he knew he made the right decision. And, uh, and hopefully that's something that won't take him too long to figure out. Jacob, how long does it take for you to get that Mohawk just perfect? Uh, takes about an hour and three and a half cans of hairspray. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of hairspray, but you know, we got it down to a science where, you know, there's, the stages where we wet it, you tease it, you get it all up. Uh, but it definitely does take a lot of hairspray. Sholo, uh, how physical are, are is this role for you? I mean, it's just you all, you you both of you guys, the entire cast. It just seems like this is really a physical role to play. These are physical roles. Yeah, I feel like any you know action uh, project, there is that sense of uh, 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 needing to to play up uh, for the camera, but I, luckily, you know, we don't, we get to do all of our own stunts. I feel like, or at least most of them for sure. Um, and a lot of that, that credit goes to our stunt coordinators, Hito and Janelle. They really, sorry, they really work hard to um, make sure that we're not only comfortable, but safe doing all of our stunts. And they push us. They know our strengths. They know our weaknesses. They know what we can handle. They know uh, what we can't handle. And because of that, I feel like that's what makes our fight you know, seen so great is that, you know, Hito and Janelle are really catering to our strengths and making sure that if uh, Robbie's going to throw a kick that they know it's a kick that he can throw. And I think, you know, it's in season two, but especially in season three, 
we're going to really see how I, I feel like in seasons one and two, it was like, okay, these kids are all right at karate, but really they're just acting on the impulse. And I think in seasons three, we're going to really see now these kids have been doing karate for a couple of years now. Now they're starting to get, kind of get creative with their methods and really utilize, you know, their surroundings um, to, to their advantage. The first time I saw the Karate Kid with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith, now I'm playing. <laughs> I was like, I, I was about, I, you know what? I was about to reach through the screen that I'm looking at you and punch you. Dude, that is just so. But people are laughing. Ha ha. I, you kind of threw me off there for a minute. Um, yeah, no, they were not anybody that's listening backstage experience podcast. This is our last episode of 2020. No, Jackie Chan was not in the karate kid. Yeah, he was. Well, well, he was in the. Remember they did the remake with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith in 2010. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, you know, no, no. Oh, you're talking about that one. Yeah. Uh, no, that was, that was after 2010. That wasn't in 2010. That was, uh, yeah, it was 2010. I'm looking at it right now. And, And Will Smith. Will Smith actually did a more recent version with his kid in the film, which wasn't bad. Uh, it was a retelling of the story. And you know what? It's interesting that I, I'm glad I brought that up because Will Smith. That's the one I'm talking about. 2010. Was it's, that been, 20... it's been 10 years already. I can't believe that. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yes. I, I need a fact checker. June 11, 2010 is when it and who, came and out. His kid, and Will Smith's kid is in it. Will Smith, Jackie Chan, uh, Taraji no, no, P. Will. Henson. Who played the kid then? Jaden Smith played the kid. That was in 2010. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah, I can't believe it. That, that's already been 10 years. Man. Truthfully, I, for, I forgot they even made that movie, to tell you the truth. Well, okay, and see, that is a natural reaction because I honestly thought it was more... I thought I would have... I, if I was on a game show, like How to Be a Millionaire, and they give you the options of like 2015, 2017, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fact check that after this episode because I would have... Was, was there... Was there? How recent was the Karate Kid movie then? I know that was... Jaden was like a little kid at the time. Like an actual kid. I mean, he's a adult now. He's wow. a hip hop artist. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, 2010. My goodness. Well, okay, to go back to my story that I was going to share with you is that um, Will Smith is actually one of the producers on this, on the Cobra Kai series. I, I didn't, and this is going to lead into the interview with uh, Ralph Macchio and William Zabka. Of course, we're talking about Danny LaRussa and Johnny Lawrence. This series is so perfect. Because of the nostalgia, you will see this and it will take you back to the original Karate Kid movies. But as a compliment to this particular series, it holds its own. The sequences are still there, obviously, with the karate. I don't want to do any spoilers in this podcast episode, as we normally don't. But those characters, to see them again, I guess I'm ruining something already. But to see them again is just nostalgic. And, I, you know, people have been Googling, so I don't feel like I ruined anything. But it brings you back, you know, you go to the dojos, the training. These episodes are just so well written and so well done. I think the timing to release these was perfect. Is Hilary Swank in this series? I wasn't. Uh, she made an appearance? I don't think you're talking. Because I'm, I'm, I'm coming as a fan. Like, I haven't seen Cobra Kai, so I, I'm coming from a different. I think you're talking about Elizabeth Shue. No, no, no. Hillary Swank, now that I remember, Hillary Swank, I think the last Karate Kid called The Next Karate Kid, which was the last of the series, 
I think that may have been the first one I saw, and then I went back and saw the original Karate Kid movies, because I would have been seven when that movie came out. Welcome to the Backstage Experience podcast episode of Cobra Kai, where we are all over the place. (laughs) Hillary Swank, do you really want me to answer that question? I already know the answer is no, so... No, you don't know the answer. It could date. Maybe she is in it. You kind of threw me off there for a minute because a lot of people have been asking me about Elizabeth Shue, and I'm not going to answer that question either. But if you want to know, do you want to know the answer to Hillary Swank? Yes. I'll tell you right now. The answer, if Hillary Swank is in, because there are cameos that I'm not going to ruin yeah. in Cobra Kai. And of course, people are anxious for season three. So to answer your question about Hillary Swank, maybe yes. Maybe, Maybe no. no. <laughs> uh, all right. I want to get into this interview because I know a lot of people have been listening to this episode of the Backstage Experience podcast. And then immediately after, I'm going to tell my Mr. Miyagi story. How's that for an extended tease for you? But I, uh, it's actually, you know, I should tell it before. I should tell it before because it's one of the questions that I asked Ralph Macchio. I'll tell it now. So I, for those that may or may not know, as, as you listen to this, my background is radio. And I worked at a radio station in Los Angeles, still there, Power 106, huge uh, hip-hop station. And I was there for, for a couple of years. And I would go to uh, dinner with several like record people. There's a friend of ours, and I'll call him out by name, Bruce Reiner, who works, uh, worked at the time for, you know Bruce, John, yeah. uh, Profile Records. And he, we would just, we're, we're really good friends. I mean, like he's family, we're best friends. And we would go to dinner on generally like on Sunday nights before the week got crazy. Talk about music that was coming up. Talk about the week, that kind of stuff. Well, there was a restaurant that a lot of people used to go to. It's not there anymore. It's still a restaurant, but it's it's not called Oceans anymore. And it was at Santa Monica and Third Street, right at the end of Santa Monica Boulevard in Santa Monica, California. And the water was right there, the coastline, the beach, everything. So a lot of people go eat, would eat there. And I saw Al Pacino there once. My mom was visiting me. Al Pacino uh, held the door for my mom, actually, while we were walking in. He was walking out, and he was there. So uh, one particular evening, uh, it was a Sunday night. Bruce and I were having dinner. And at the table next to us, not even a few feet away, was Pat Morita, who played Mr. Miyagi. And, of course, we didn't bother him, but I, you know, everybody was looking at him, and you knew it was... And Bruce actually looks and says, hey, it's Mr. Miyagi. And I was like, no way. So we ordered and ate and all that. And when we finally made eye contact towards you know the latter part of the meal, because I, I didn't want to bother him, we made eye contact, and I said hi to him, and we were able to visit with him. I don't remember the exact conversation, but I do remember how charming he was how graceful he was we talked about karate kid we talked about the character just an awesome guy now for those that are listening to this episode of the uh, backstage experience podcast pat marita was also on a show called happy days if you remember that with ron howard and i believe he ran the diner pat's not pat steiner i it might have been called pat steiner anyway he was in happy days pat marita almost did not get the role of Mr. Miyagi because of his association with Happy Days. They didn't feel that a, he was a, a com- it was a comedic role for those that have seen Happy Days. They felt that because of the comedic role, nobody would take him serious as Mr. Miyagi. In fact, they were split, if I'm not mistaken. I believe one of the producers said, no, we've got to cast Pat Morita. And one of the others said, no, I don't want to go down that route with him. They were going to cast somebody else. Well, Pat eventually got the role, and I cannot see anybody else as Mr. Miyagi as Pat Morita. So when I spoke with Ralph Macchio, 
I told him the story that I just shared with you. What just what uh, you you felt warm with Pat. And again, this was just a a probably less than 10 minute conversation, but he was so inviting. I remember he smiled a lot and he was just truly one of the and I was in awe, of course. And and they say never to meet your heroes because you'll be let down. To him, that guy is was a hero, it's a childhood hero for me because I love the Karate Kid movies. And meeting him and talking to him he did not disappoint. One of the nicest guys, and I will forever treasure that conversation. That memory has been tucked away in the back of my head for so many years, and I was finally able to share it with none other than Ralph Macchio, who played Danny uh, LaRusso in the original Karate Kid movie. William Zapka is part of the conversation as well, and I, you'll hear in the interview that we're about to roll, I was freaking out as a fan because I said to them both, if you had told me years ago that this... Whatever happened, the three of us talking, I never would have believed you. And I know on my social media post, I've shared that same sentiment. I never would have believed anybody telling a young Dave Morales that one day I would be talking with the Karate Kid stars. So it truly is an honor for me to introduce this. Uh, Talking Cobra Kai, season three now on Netflix. Let's just roll it. This is Ralph Macchio and William Zabka talking Cobra Kai. Ralph, William, I have got to tell you, it is an honor for me to be talking with you both today. This is so freaking cool. That's awesome. Good. Great. Um, Thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, this is so cool. Ralph, going along those lines, if anyone had told you years ago that you would be returning to this role, would you, would you have believed it? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, it just, it seems so... Um, at this, certainly not at this level. Um, it seemed so uh, ingrained in a certain chapter in my life and then took off and became bigger than me and my life and bigger than the actor and even the character. It became part of the, a global sort of piece of cinema that became pop culture. And it always felt to me that let it stand on its own to go back to the well, because over the years I'd be pitched different things and. They all sounded like one joke, one-offs, and you know nothing was rooted in anything of excitement. And it always felt safer and smarter to let the legacy stand on its own. Um, this was just the right time, the smart idea. It all came together, um, and uh, so it was like jumping in the pool, but you still didn't know what the temperature was going to be. You know, when you hit that water, you just don't quite know. And it's been. It, lukewarm perfection. William, same question for you. Did you ever have any idea that you would be jumping back in as Johnny Lawrence? I did. Uh, when we finished The Karate Kid in 1983, I said, in 36 years, I'm going to be talking to you. There's going to be a pandemic. There's going to be a thing called the internet and Johnny Lawrence will be redeemed. Of course <laughs> I saw this coming. Um, you know, man, listen, uh, ditto uh, many levels of what Ralph said. You know, no, it's you, you never think it could happen this way. I, I was toying around with ideas. To me, the character and the themes of Karate Kid wasn't done. There was something out there to be done with that. But to think of actually stepping and playing Johnny Lawrence again against with Daniel LaRusso in a Karate Kid universe, that never, never dawned on me uh, that could happen. It could be possible. And... Uh, so it's thrilling, man. 
I love it. Ralph, yeah. I used to work radio in Los Angeles and I used to go to a restaurant in Santa Monica called Oceans. It was down Santa Monica and I believe third. Uh, one night I was there years ago, Pat Morita sat next to me at the table and I was able to visit with him and he couldn't have been any nicer. So my question for you, sir, is what made Mr. Miyagi, Pat Morita, special to you? Um, well, Mr. Miyagi was just a, a beautifully written character, but Pat Morita elevated that character to, uh, you know, a piece of, uh, you know, iconic cinema. I mean, really that he had a, he felt a responsibility as a Japanese American to um, respect the traditions and carry it forward and make sure um, he, he um, paid a respect to, to that. Uh, and and wanted to um, felt a responsibility towards that, and so it was very important to him to to carry on that that legacy through this character. It was also important to him to have the humor because he was a comic. That's how he came up as a stand-up comedian, and so he had all those beats. And he so he was warm and rich and likable and uh, filled with Yoda uh, knowledge. Um, you know, it's uh, every, every, John Abelson used to say, every teenage boy needs their own Miyagi to, uh, to navigate the, the, the difficulty of adolescence. Um, you know, it's a once in a lifetime marriage of a, of a, of an actor to a role. And for me, it was magic, uh, at every step of the way. It just was easy. Dave, that's a great way for people to get ready for season three of Cobra Kai. I was going through some of the notes for the show, and I found some really interesting casting choices for this. So are you talking about Cobra Kai? You're talking about the original Karate Kid. I'm talking about the original Karate Kid. Yeah, this is interesting because there's always like the fun facts that are associated with movies like that. Things that we don't know, and these are things that I don't even know. I was kind of going through some research when I was getting ready for this, but I didn't have time to go through an extensive list. I am excited, and I want to hear what you have to say. Tell me. So for the role of Daniel, there were quite a few A-list Hollywood actors or people that are A-list Hollywood actors today that were just getting their starts back in the early 80s. So Sean Penn, Robert Downey Jr., Charlie Sheen and his brother Emilio Estevez, Nicolas Cage, Anthony Edwards and even Tom Cruise were all up for the role of Daniel, which I find fascinating that Ralph Macchio got it, which is cool because I've already associated Ralph Macchio with the role. But imagine if, say, Tom Cruise or Nick Cage played the role instead, how different that, it would be. It would be so different. And it, I have a feeling Emilio Estevez may not have landed the role because he was huge around this time. Or maybe that would have worked to his benefit. But he was so, that role, and I'm talking about the movie The Breakfast Club. So, you know, and that, was, that would be such a, well, I don't know, maybe a rebellious character. You know, no, Danny LaRusso was a good kid from Jersey. In the originals. And Sean Penn may have been stuck with Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High around then. I don't know if this was before. Well, filming began in 83. And so Fast Times, I think, came out right before that. So Interesting. That could have been it as well. And then for the role of uh, Johnny that William Zapka plays, Crispin Glover was up for that and was considered as well. Crispin Glover, of course, for those that don't know, huge from Back to the Future movies. Yeah, I mean, so, he, yeah. he was massive in the 80s, yeah. And then Demi Moore was up for Allie instead of Elizabeth Shue. 
Oh. Yeah, so okay. Demi Moore would have been interesting as well. Yeah, like you were saying earlier, there was another actor who was up for Mr. Miyagi, a guy by the name of Tishira Mifun. He was in, I believe, the original Seven Samurai movie, but he didn't know English. And so that was one of the problems that the studio was coming across. So Pat Marina, who ended up playing Mr. Miyagi, ended up later auditioning for the role multiple times after he grew a beard and then he actually patterned his accent from his uncle. And so they ended up casting him because they couldn't get Toshiro to uh, play the part. Well, something we can all agree with that Karate Kid, those movies that just will stick with you. I'm going to say it again in this episode of the Backstage Experience podcast is that those movies just stick with you. And Cobra Kai, you know, as I mentioned to uh, Ralph and William, you know, did you ever think that this would be something we would be talking about so many years later, you know, and I know that William made the joke about, he said, Oh yeah, absolutely. He goes 30 years later. I knew I'd be talking to you, Dave. He's a smarty pants. And that's great because that's how that character is. You see the reflections of those characters in their lives as they are now portrayed in Cobra Kai. I cannot recommend this series enough to everybody go back watch season one go back watch season number two you will be glued to your screen if you've already seen them go back as a refresher to get ready for season number three you know that fight scene at the end of season number two season number three picks up right after that happened it is so well done each episode is so well written the music is in there. It's nostalgic specifically with the character of Johnny Lawrence. It just takes you back to a simpler time. And it's just and it's just something fun to watch. I, I absolutely love this series. And I guess I can tell you right now there is some breaking news. Season four of Cobra Kai has been confirmed by Netflix. And I can't wait. I'll be caught up by then. So I'll, I will have seen all three seasons by that time. I promise you that. All right. So I want to wrap up 2020. What a great year. Joke, joke, joke. Ha, 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 ha. No, I, I think, no, as we reflect, 2020 was just awful. But there are some good things that happened in 2020. For, for example, the big thing for me in 2020 is that we were able to launch this podcast, The Backstage Experience. And I thank everybody that's listening to us right now, everybody that's gone and listened to our episodes. Um, you, we're on Apple. We're on iHeart, Spotify. You found us. Also, we appreciate you going back and, and giving us that five-star rating. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to see the interviews that we played in this episode, you can actually watch the video and see them in person. J Ralph Macchio, they look great. William Zabka, me, not so much. I'm kidding. But you can go back and watch them on our YouTube channel, Backstage Your Well, and I encourage you to subscribe to that as well. John, I want to get your reflections on 2020, and what are you excited about for 2021? That's a good question, Dave. It was... It was interesting. You know, I'll put it this. It was a year of growth. And if you didn't grow in some way during this year, then you must have been hiding under a rock or not doing anything at all. Because I think all of us have gone through some type of journey. You know, some people went through a lot of anxiety, especially at the beginning of the year. Some people went through depression, financial hardships, loss of family members and loved ones. There's a lot that we've learned from this year. I think we all slowed down. You know, we were all in that rat race, especially in 2018, 2019. And so it allowed us to kind of slow down our lives, reflect on what's most important in our lives, maybe look deeper into ourselves and find some of our own flaws and spend the time that we had due to not traveling and due to not working as much 
to be able to kind of hone in our own flaws and like build ourselves and make ourselves better. I love hearing that because that is an inspirational message of hope, uh, something that we can look forward to in 2021. And to those that have suffered greatly in, in 2020, we offer you our thoughts. We offer you our prayers. We offer you hope. And we all offer you inspiration towards a new year. The only thing that we can do is move forward and we must move forward and we will move forward. That being said, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming for you in 2021 with the Backstage Experience podcast and all of our media platforms that we're on. Again, I just want to thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. Welcome to the brand new year. John, take us home. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Backstage Experience. If you haven't already, give us a five-star review. Follow us on social media at Backstage OL. We have a lot of content coming up for you in 2021. We're going to be doing a lot more live streams. You'll be seeing that on all of our social channels. So get ready. Enjoy the new year, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Backstage Experience.